Welcome to the Fearless Year podcast. Where we're dedicated to helping ourselves. And you along with us. Break our codependent relationship with fear. I am Dr. Rebecca Heiss. And I'm Nathan Robinson. Together, we talk to experts about traits and skills and areas we hope to grow in as leaders of businesses, families, and communities. Skills and traits like creativity. The ability to confront. Empathy. And time management. Your Fearless Year is all about fearing less. And doing more. Let's dive in. Let's do it. Hey, folks, welcome back to the Fearless Year. I'm Nathan. (laughs) And I'm Rebecca. And we are doing our first ever wrap-up episode. Yeah, it's a little recap of everything that we have kind of talked about this month. And this month's uh, focus was mindfulness. Right. And so the episodes themselves, you know, here in our first month, we talked about empathy, gratitude, and kindness. Each of these is an element of mindfulness. Since that's how we start other episodes, we should probably define what we mean by mindfulness. Mindfulness, and this, I'm pulling this from psychology today but you know your google search may vary but uh, (laughs) according to psychology today mindfulness is a state of active open attention to the present observing one's thoughts and feelings without judging them as good or bad Right. And we talked a little bit off mic about that. It's not just observing your feelings. I think I, I want to add to the definition. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna edit, hey, you're a contributor this, to yeah. psychology. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm going to get on there and edit this yeah, right sure. now. Um, I think, you know, it's not just paying attention to the feelings and mm-hmm. thoughts, but paying attention also to our behaviors. Like what do those thoughts and feelings elicit and how are we, we acting in these patterns of behavior? Um, so sort of pulling back from that and seeing how we can change our empathy, our gratitude, and our kindness to, to be overall more mindful um, of the way we show up in the world. Mm-hmm. The key phrase is without judging these as good or bad, they're just observations, right? So if I'm having a stress response or if I'm feeling worried or if I have this tendency, we don't have to in the moment judge it as good or bad and then feel guilty or feel you know good about it. Uh, it's It's data. And then we can do something with the data. We can take action to uh, change something if we feel like it's a negative response or uh, sustain something if we feel like it was a positive one. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this this hits on so many levels because one, if you're going to be judgy about the way your body is reacting, first of all, you're probably going to uh, elicit a, a stronger response, mm-hmm. right? In the direction of, oh my gosh, I'm feeling terrible. Ah, I got to stop feeling terrible. I'm feeling so bad. I got to, ah. It, it just sort of exacerbates that. The initial starting point is not the place for judgment, right? The right. the initial response just is what it is. And then, and you referred to this actually in one of our recent interviews or conversations, it is we are responsible for our first external response, right? right? The thing that we choose to take action on. And that's hopefully what has been helpful for listeners and for ourselves in listening to these experts in empathy, gratitude, and kindness. One of the very practical tools that is sort of having a renaissance, right, is the idea of meditation, mindfulness Mm, meditation. So, and in its simplest form, meditation is simply uh, being still, finding finding a comfortable place, being still, and noticing, right? So there's often a focus on the breath, right? Notice the breath as it it comes in and goes out. Notice the thoughts as they wander and bring the attention back to the breath, et cetera. But it's really about being still and noticing. And in that noticing state, you are in a state of mindfulness, even if you're doing it imperfectly, even if it's a struggle, even if your mind wanders or it gets all squirrely and (laughs) easily distracted. uh, That is what that's one of the tools of mindfulness. right? Yeah, yeah. uh, I'll tell you my my background with with um, trying to meditate um, is 
I brought my judgment with me, Mm. right? In so many ways it showed up because I sat there and I was like, okay, clear my head of all thoughts. Here we go. And I think that's one of the big myths of meditation, right? I have to be completely free of thought. No, no, no. Your thoughts are going to come and go. And immediately when I'd have a thought, I'd be like, oh, that's bad. You're not supposed to have a thought, right? And and that's the whole concept behind meditation is if if you're having a bunch of thoughts, you're doing it, right? right? Like that's, right. that is meditation. The practice yeah. is to recognize the thought, not judge it, not label it as, oh, that's a good thing or that's a bad thing, but thank your body for bringing that to your attention and letting it go. Cool. So let's dive into a little bit of sort of our journey in these traits so far this month. The whole point is that you would get the content from the expert and do a little self-work on it throughout the month. Yeah, so hopefully you've also tested these uh, traits in IQity. Fantastic. Right? So, yes. so if you are showing up in the world and you have some gaps in these areas, uh, now's your opportunity, right, to go back and, and reflect and say, wait, if I want to grow, right, if I want to grow and close that gap a little bit between what I think I am and how the world sees me, um, what are the steps that I need to take to get there? Yeah. And I think we got some really practical advice from from some of the experts that we heard from. Mm-hmm. So if we go back to the empathy episode, that was our conversation with Beth Taylor. And the thing that stood out to me was her sort of four-step process where empathy means, as you listen or, or interact with someone, you first acknowledge that person, you acknowledge their truth, you acknowledge what they're expressing. Uh, number two is listen, which I thought was an interesting distinction, right? You, you acknowledge that something's happening and then you listen. Sometimes I might tend to think, oh, once I've acknowledged it, that was my listening part. Right. <laughs> I did it. Check. Right. right. <laughs> and instead, no, it's, it's you acknowledge that they have something to say or that something's going on and then you listen. And then once you're quote unquote done listening, <laughs> then step three is ask ask questions or be curious, which ultimately leads to listening more as you ask questions and listen to their responses. And then the last step is to validate, not to solve their problem, not to do it for them, but to validate what's happening with them. And that closes the loop of empathy um, in the in the practice. Yeah, curiosity was a big theme in, in mindfulness here, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be in fear mm-hmm. and be curious. Right. right. It's it's one of those opportunities for you to say, wait, wait, let me let me explore that. What is that feeling I'm having? I'm with you on that, Nathan. Those were the the big takeaways for me um, with with Beth. I mean, so much good stuff in there. But I I have found myself um, in a moment recognizing, oh, mm. I need to be empathetic here. <gasps> what are my four steps? Mm. Okay, you know? good. Like, mm. I have actually I've internalized that nice. to the point where I'm going like, okay, step one. <laughs> I need to acknowledge. Yep, just acknowledge, right? I don't have to solve this problem immediately yep. because I that's where I leap to. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and my I sort of jotted down in my journal, right? A, a takeaway is I want to apply these four steps to others, yes, but also to myself, right? When I am extending empathy to myself, what am I experiencing? What's going on? Listen to sort of the that internal response, dig in, ask questions, inquire um, after this response that I'm having. So that I can, and then yes, right, validate myself, yeah, right, absolutely. hold a place of non-judgment, and then at the end of that, with with that renewed sense of um, of awareness, then I can make a choice. So I think that feeds kind of right into our second trait that we explored, mm-hmm. which is gratitude. And we had a great conversation with Jay Abasi, and, and one of the big takeaways that um, that I had from that conversation was not letting your expectations, whether that's of yourself or of somebody else, or you know, if we're talking about empathy, you know, I need to solve this problem. Right? That's my expectation. Mm-hmm. Not letting that stand in the way of of being grateful because having those expectations um, when reality hits and those expectations aren't met, right. 
we lose our, our ability to be grateful for mm-hmm. the moment, for the experience, for the growth opportunity. And one of the ways that Jay talked about uh, building a practice was uh, the the idea of gratitude journaling. So whether that's a standalone journal or, again, if you dig into our our membership process, the Fearless Here membership, we have this this bullet journal that has space. It's awesome. Literally has space every day for you to, at the start of your day and the end of the day, focus on gratitude, focus on specific tangible things that you can be grateful for instead of just letting your expectation versus your reality run the show mm-hmm. and run your expectation of whether whether you had a good day or a bad day. Right. You, you now have data. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. One other thing about gratitude with with Jay, we talked, I don't know if we said it in these terms, but as I as I remembered it, it was this idea of gratitude guilt. Right. Oh, the, yeah. the idea. <laughs> so right. we, you know, we talked about the pandemic and how how this has been a really heavy year plus for mm-hmm. everyone. And there's a lot of pain. There, there's been a lot to be, a lot to mourn. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there are also things to be grateful for. And to be grateful in your life and to express gratitude to others is not to be sort of Pollyanna. Right. You know, everything is fine when it's really not fine. Um, but also not to be guilty for the the good that is in your life. You can you can hold tension between those two ideas. Yeah, I think our brain goes very naturally to to the extremes, right? We have toxic positivity, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm only seeing the good right. and toxic negativity, which is really common, right? I can only focus on the the news that, that's constantly streaming and that's always negative. Um, and I, I like the idea of holding tension mm-hmm. there. In this series on mindfulness, we also talked to Brad Aronson about kindness and his phenomenal book, Humankind. The big takeaway from that, I mean, there's, there's a ton of information. Yeah. Go back and, and listen to the episode in full because there's a lot of rich discussion in there. But um, I think that the big takeaway for both of us as we discussed it was this starting small, right? This effect of, of look, if you don't have a million dollars to go out and donate today, mm-hmm. that's okay. Doesn't right. mean you can't do something, right? And kindness can be a smile. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't have to cost anything. It's it's little. And that little tiny thing can can affect the next person. And then the next person create this ripple effect where you're building an entire community of kindness. One of the best things about our conversation with Brad, in my opinion, was the rich stories that he brought. Mm -hmm. And a lot of his book and a lot of his work has been gathering and telling these stories. That was the project he took on when his wife was diagnosed with a a serious illness. And some of the people in their support group suggested uh, for each person in their family to take on a project. And so his project was gathering these stories. And then he shared really rich stories with us that showed the ripple effect that those small things can have and sort of the generational impact of seemingly small kindnesses and small effects. It brought to mind a book that I read recently by Dr. Kelly Harding um, called The Rabbit Effect. And The Rabbit Effect, uh, the title of the book is based on this study that was done back in the 70s. Um, where they were trying to figure out some of the conditions behind you know, heart attacks and, and doing a lot of research in, in medicine. And they were using um, rabbits as a model. The experimental setup was with high blood pressure and cholesterol and how this affects heart attacks, right? And they were using rabbits as models. And they had this surprise effect. Somehow the rabbits with really high blood pressure and cholesterol weren't having heart attacks in certain groups. And they couldn't figure out what what's the factor, what's the what's the interesting thing that's happening here? What's the variable? It turns out the variable was a grad student who was particularly loving and kind and spent a lot of time petting the rabbits. 
And so these rabbits that received a little extra kindness mm. didn't have heart attacks, right? Wow. It was this this incredible discovery. And um, and her book is is also kind of fascinating on, on these little tiny movements towards kindness yeah. that have massive impacts in the world. One of the things Brad mentioned as a concrete example when their family was going through you know this hard time being in and out of the hospital he said you know sometimes neighbors would would show up and just say hey i i was making dinner for my family and i made an extra casserole here you go right like even putting it put lowering the stakes to the person receiving the mm -hmm. kindness to say listen this is not a big deal like, yeah. this is something that I had and I just wanted to stop by and, and drop it off. I'm not even going to ask you if you need it. Right. I'm just here. So we made it through month one. Uh, mindfulness. I feel like I have learned a ton. I feel like I am already implementing some of these takeaways in my own life. A little more mindful of some of my own interactions. So super grateful to all of our amazing guests and looking forward to diving into next month. Where we dive into Moral Compass. We'll see you next week. You already know The Fearless Year is a podcast, but it's also a community of people looking to live more fearless lives just like you. The Fearless Year pod course is an on-demand resource built around our biggest learnings from the topics covered on the podcast. Each chapter includes additional tools, commentary, downloads, and prompts to further your own fearless journey. You'll also get free access to the Acuity 360-degree self-awareness app on iOS or Android. Finally, subscribing to the pod course also means that every month you will get a hard copy fearless bullet journal in your physical mailbox. This bullet journal has one month of planning pages to chart your day, do personal reflections, respond to challenges from the fearless year, chart your personal growth, and customize it to fit your productivity style. Check out all the levels and details at myfearlessyear.com. Again, check it out at myfearlessyear.com.